Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. In this episode, we're going to pick right back up where we left off with the Southern District of New York Local Rule 56.1 Plaintiff Statement of Contested Facts and Plaintiff's Undisputed Facts. Number 19. Among the media representatives were Martin Robinson of the Daily Mail, P. Peachy of the Independent, Nick Summerland of the Mirror, David Brown of the Times, and Nick Always and Joanne Pugh of the BBC, and David Mercer of the Press Association. These representatives were selected based on their request after the joinder motion was filed for a response from Ms. Maxwell to Ms. Roberts' allegations in the motion. Ms. Roberts' statement, controverting defendant's facts. Ms. Roberts agrees to the first sentence. The second sentence is a false. Accordingly, there is no record evidence that Gao or anyone else selected journalists for a response or that there was any selection process whatsoever. To the contrary, Gao testified that anyone who inquired received a reference to the January 2015 defamatory response. Question, to the extent you can recall or could estimate how many other emails do you believe you sent bearing that statement that's in Exhibit 2? Answer, I really can't remember, but certainly more than six and probably less than 30, somewhere in between. Anytime there was an incoming query, it was either dealt with on the telephone by referring them back to the two statements of March 2011 and January 2015, or someone would email them the statement. So no one was left unanswered. Broadly is the is where we were, but I can't remember every single person reached out to. See Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 6. Defendants purported facts. 20. The email to the media members said, to whom it may concern, please find attached a quotable statement on behalf of Ms. Maxwell. No further communication will be provided by her on this matter. Thanks for your understanding. Best, Ross. Jane Doe 3 is Virginia Roberts, so not a new individual. The allegations made by Victoria Roberts against Ghislaine Maxwell are untrue. The original allegations are not new and have been fully responded to and shown to be untrue. Each time the story is retold, it changes, with new salacious details about public figures and world leaders, and now it is alleged by Ms. Roberts that Alan Dershowitz is involved in having sexual relations with her, which he denies. Ms. Roberts' claims are obvious lies and should be treated as such and not publicized as news, as they are defamatory. Glenn Maxwell's original response to the lies and defamatory claims remains the same. 
Maxwell strongly denies allegations of an unsavory nature, which have appeared in the British press and elsewhere, and reserves her right to seek redress at the repetition of such old defamatory claims. Miss Roberts' statement controverting defendant's facts. While defendant cropped the body text of the email that was sent to the news media representatives, she completely omitted the headings and metadata. Miss Roberts has put an image of the email below in Miss Roberts' paragraph, CGM0068. Defendant's purported facts. 21. Mr. Barden, who prepared the January 2015 statement, did not intend it as a traditional press release solely to disseminate information to the media. So he intentionally did not pass it through a public relations firm such as Mr. Gao's firm Acuity Reputation. Miss Roberts' statement controverting the defendant's facts. Defendant states Mr. Barden, who prepared the statement, did not intend it as a traditional press release solely to dissemination information to the media. Miss Roberts contests this statement and all statements regarding Mr. Barden's beliefs and purposes and the like. Further, as stated in detail in Ms. Roberts' opposition defendant's motion for summary judgment, this court should not even consider the Barden Declaration. Additionally, there is absolutely no record evidence of Barden's intent and the court should not consider it. The next sentence states, so he intentionally did not pass it, the press release, through a public relations firm such as Mr. Gao's firm, Acuity Reputation. Again, there is zero record evidence to support any assertion of Mr. Barden's intent. To the extent that the sentence claims that Barden did not give the statement to Gao with instructions to publish it, see Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 48. To the extent that this sentence claims that the statement did not pass through a public relations firm, such as Mr. Gao's firm Acuity Reputation, Ms. Roberts disputes that statement. Record, documentary evidence, and testimony establish that this statement was disseminated through a public relations firm, namely Ross Gow's firm, Acuity Reputation. See Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 6. The defendant's purported facts. The January 2015 statement served two purposes. First, Mr. Barden intended that it mitigate the harm to Ms. Maxwell's reputation from the press republication of Ms. Roberts' false allegations. He believed these ends could be accomplished by suggesting to the media that, among other things, they should subject Ms. Roberts' allegations to inquiry and scrutiny. For example, he noted in the statement that Ms. Roberts' allegations changed dramatically over time, suggesting that they are obvious lies and therefore should not be publicized as news. Ms. Roberts' statement controverting defendants' facts. Ms. Roberts objects to this paragraph in its entirety. She disputes that the January 2015 statement served two purposes, as this statement is wholly unsupported by the record, which defendant again neglects to cite. Ms. Roberts also contests the second sentence in which defendant claims that Mr. Barden intended that it mitigate the harm to Ms. Maxwell's reputation from the press republication of Ms. Roberts' false allegations. First, Ms. Roberts disputes any statement of Barden's intent as explained above. Second, Ms. Roberts disputes that there was any republication by the press as a matter of law, as explained in her memorandum of law opposing summary judgment, as the press did not republish the press statement under New York law. Third, Ms. Roberts disputes that her allegations are false and cites to the following non-exhaustive sampling of evidence to corroborate her allegations against the defendant. See Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 16, Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 4, 
Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 14, Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 12, Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 13, Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 15, the excerpt of the Rogers Deposition, see Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 10 for Marcinkova, see Macaulay Declaration at 8 for Kellen, see Macaulay Declaration, Exhibit 1 for Alessi, see Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 42 for Photographs, Macaulay at 30 for U.S. Victim Notification Letter, Macaulay at 33 for New York Presbyterian Hospital Records, Macaulay at 38 for Judith Lightfoot, Macaulay at 30 at 28 for Message Pads, Macaulay at 29 for The Black Book, Macaulay at 40 for Sex Slave Books, Macaulay at 32 for the folder Defendant Sent to Thailand, Macaulay at 39 for the Palm Beach Police Report, Macaulay at 41 for Epstein's Flight Logs. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next, defendant states he, Barden, believes these ends could be accomplished by suggesting to the media that, among other things, they should subject Miss Roberts' allegations to inquiry and scrutiny. Miss Roberts disputes any statements as to Barton's belief, Supra. Miss Roberts disputes that any harm to defendants' reputation could be mitigated by the media's inquiry into the scrutiny of Miss Roberts' allegations because a deeper inquiry would only reveal additional evidence corroborating Miss Roberts' allegations, such as the evidence put forth in Miss Roberts' opposition memorandum of law and detailed in the bulleted citation, Supra. Defendant then states, for example, he, Barton, Noted in the statement that Ms. Roberts' allegations change dramatically over time, suggesting that they are obvious lies and therefore should not be publicized as news. First, Ms. Roberts disputes that Barden noted anything in the statement as that is unsubstantiated by the record evidence. Not to do defendant's work for her, but the closest evidence defendant has for such a statement is testimony from the Gao deposition, wherein Gao speculates that Barden had a hand in drafting the press statement, an opinion which may or may not be based on first-hand knowledge. See Macaulay Declaration at 6, Gao Deposition at 45.14 through 17. Question, okay, and I say thanks, Philip, because I'm aware of the fact that he had a hand, a considerable hand, in the drafting. This is wholly insufficient to show who drafted the passages quoted by defendant above. Regardless of those passages, original author, it is ultimately defendant who noted anything because it is her statement and she directed that it be sent to the media and the public. Second, Miss Roberts disputes that her allegations have changed over time, dramatically or otherwise. 
Third, Ms. Roberts disputes that the press release suggested that her allegations are obvious lies because defendant's press release affirmatively, unambiguously stated that her allegations are obvious lies. There's no subtlety, suggestion, or statement of opinion here. See Roberts v. Maxwell, 165F, SUPP.3D, 147, 152, SDNY, 2016. These statements, as they themselves allege, are capable of being proven true or false and therefore constitute actionable fact and not opinion. Defendants purported facts, 23. Second, Mr. Barden intended the January 2015 statement to be a shot across the bow of the media, which he believed had been unduly eager to publish Ms. Roberts' allegations without conducting any inquiry of their own. Accordingly, in the statement, he repeatedly noted that Ms. Roberts' allegations were defamatory. In this sense, the statement was intended as a cease and desist letter to the media recipients, letting the media recipients understand the seriousness with which Ms. Maxwell considered the publication of Ms. Roberts' obviously false allegations and the legal indefensibility of their own conduct. Ms. Roberts' statement controverting the defendant's facts. This paragraph is another purported statement of defendant's counsel's intent. Defendant states, second, Mr. Barden intended the January 2015 statement to be a shot across the bow of the media, which he believed had been unduly eager to publish Ms. Roberts' allegations without conducting any inquiry of their own. Not only does defendant, once again, refer to Mr. Barden's intent, but she also mischaracterizes the statement as a shot across the bow of the media. The press release did not threaten or give warning to the media in any way whatsoever. See Macaulay Declaration at Exhibit 26, GM00068. Next, Ms. Roberts disputes the sentences. Accordingly, in the statement, he repeatedly noted that Ms. Roberts' allegations were defamatory. Barden did not note anything in the statement, nor does defendant cite to any record evidence that he does. Furthermore, Ms. Roberts denies that any of her allegations are defamatory in the slightest, as they are all true and substantiated by record evidence. Ms. Roberts also disputes the sentence. In this sense, the statement was intended as a cease and desist letter to the media recipients, letting the media recipients understand the seriousness with which Ms. Maxwell considered the publication of Ms. Roberts' obviously false allegations and the legal indefensibility of their own conduct. First, Ms. Roberts objects to any statement of Barden's intent as articulated above. Second, defendant's conventional press release was in no way any type of cease and desist letter. There is no record evidence in support of this claim and defendant unsurprisingly cites to none. Third, Ms. Roberts disputes that any media recipients would be given to understand the seriousness with which Ms. Maxwell considered the publication of Ms. Roberts' obviously false allegations and the legal indefensibility of their own conduct by defendant's self-serving press release, as that is unsupported by the record. Finally, Ms. Roberts rejects that her allegations are obviously false, a claim which is completely unsupported by record evidence. All right, folks, we're going to wrap up right there, and in the next episode, talking about the topic, we'll pick up where we left off. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.